With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, let's make way for uh, Doug Peterson, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, and did a wonderful job. Got into the postseason, got a dramatic win against the Chargers, went into Kansas City and went toe-to-toe, and coach kind enough to join us. What do you feel like you accomplished this year, coach? To accomplish and win the AFC South, uh, I think is is uh, it's incredible for this organization. Hasn't done that, you know, in a couple of couple of seasons. Um, you know, we have a laundry list actually of firsts here in Jacksonville that uh, that we we have accomplished, and that one day we'll be able to sh- you know share that with you. Um, to go from worst to uh, a year ago to winning a, a postseason game, you know, very much. Uh, an accomplishment to this organization and obviously to the players on the field and, you know, to make our, make our way into the divisional round of the postseason. So, you know, this, this season overall was a huge success for us, just uh, being able to get Jacksonville kind of back on the map and, and uh, you know, putting ourselves kind of laying the foundation for, uh, for the future and, and something that we can build on, you know, going into 23. How important is playoff experience? You have it. Your team didn't. It's everything, you know, because I talk a lot about playing in January and playing in February here. I did starting in April when I when I took over and 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 you know with my first off season team meeting, we I, I started sort of you know using that language that we want to be playing meaningful football games in the month of December and January, and you know that's the that's the standard now. Uh, guys, guys expect that and. And I think they now believe that it can be done and it takes hard work. It's not, it's not easy, obviously, as you know, and uh, for us to have a couple of playoff games, especially for our quarterback uh, to lead our football team, the way he has all season long uh, to get us into the postseason, It's just a great step in the direction that, you know, uh, we want to go. How did your defensive philosophy change when you realized Mahomes had the high ankle sprain? You know, you, you think thing is, you, you you don't change a whole lot when stuff like that happens. Now, um, you 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 still want to execute your game plan and, and still uh, attack the way you want to attack in the in the game. Um, but you know, it's just a little more mindful that hey, you know, the backup quarterback is in. If if you have to pressure a little bit more, you can uh, maybe get get uh, if you can tip some passes. You know, whatever you can do at the line of scrimmage. But really. 
bottom line is you don't change a whole lot just because the backup quarterback is in the game. Have you had a high ankle sprain? Bad, way back in college, way back my uh, my senior year in college. Yeah, it's been a long time ago. Because I'm wondering about, you know, Mahomes being ready for this game coming up this weekend, the way he plays with that kind of injury. It's going to limit him, um, number one. Um, you know, it, it's – if he does play, uh, it'll be a it'll be a, a miracle for him and, and the the training staff to get him ready to go. Those are those are those are painful. Um, those take a while to to heal, uh, but I know he'll do everything in his power to get himself ready, and he'll want to be out there with his teammates and and he'll uh, he'll gut through. But it's going to be painful and sore, and it will limit some of the mobility that he has. How important was having Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback to taking that job? Because we talk about coaches needing that quarterback. Well, you had your quarterback. We weren't quite sure exactly what he was, but we knew he had potential. But on the outside looking in, how attractive was that job because of Trevor? Yeah, you know what, Dan? It was very attractive to me uh, having the quarterback piece here already uh, in place. Um, You know, I hadn't really studied a a lot of Trevor, but what I had studied and and watched, I I was really impressed. And and, um, just a young, young quarterback that I know, and kind of knew at the time that we could, once we got our hands on him, we could we could get him headed in the right direction and and coach him up that way. And um, you know, he was just a he was just a sponge. He's been a sponge all season long. And and you saw the progression. You know, the course of this season. You know, the the mishaps. I think early in the year to really uh, solidifying his game and being one of the top you know top quarterbacks in the league by the uh, by, by the end of the year. He's Doug Peterson, the Jaguars head coach. But having played the position, granted, not at the level that, you know, Trevor does, but how does that help you, you know, the game against the Chargers where you're like, hey, come on, it's okay, patience. Or what do you say as somebody who's played the position before? You know, you just you just got to keep a calm head and, and just get him to believe that we can get the job done. And, and you know, we just got to, even in the first half, you know, if we could find a way to get a touchdown, and we, we talked about this stuff on the sideline, we could find a way to get ourselves in the end zone before the half ended, uh, felt like we could get ourselves right back into the football game. And then just continuing to talk to him like, hey, it's just going to be a one play at a time and really chip away at the uh, at the deficit that we put ourselves in. And, and um, you know, the defense was the same way. And, and, you know, all we needed was some stops defensively and then offense. So, you know, at halftime we said, hey, we're going to have to score every time we touch the football, and and we were able to do that, uh, and and come away with that win. But it's just a it's a mindset that hey, we got to take care of the football, uh, score every time. We got to score touchdowns, not field goals. And then you know defensively, you got to do your job and, and get off the field. Do you ever talk to your players about your playing career? I do, I do from time to time. Um, they probably don't remember some of the guys that I played with <laughs> because they're because they're young. But I do I do share some stories from time to time. Okay, but what is your career highlight that you you can say to Trevor? Hey, let me tell you what I once did. <laughs> well, I, I've shared a couple things. I've shared a couple things as a backup quarterback in Green Bay when when Brett got injured, uh, whether he got knocked out by concussion or by injury, and I had to go in the football game. I've been able to share some things of that nature. I've also. Uh, my career in Miami, you know, being the guy that came off the bench for Don Shula's, you know, career uh, milestone victory there in Philadelphia. Um, and then and then being a starter in Philly, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in an environment that is very tough and and uh, just just going in there and and just kind of focusing on your job, focusing on your teammates, 
how you lead by example, uh, how you study, how you prepare, you know, each week is something and, you know, that I was able to share and, and uh, kind of use along the way. When's the next time you get together with your players? Not till April 17th, you know. That's the uh, rule that you, you that yeah. period of time you can't. Now, can you have, yeah. can you talk to Trevor? Could you yeah, meet so him could, at I, Starbucks? I, I could, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could, I could talk to all our players that way, you know, in a, in a social setting and, and uh, just reach out, see how they're doing and, and making sure they're, uh, you know, staying, staying, uh, you know, uh, in shape and things of that nature. But, you know, you can't talk football. You don't want to talk X's and O's, things of that nature. And uh, until April 17th, when we get everybody back. Congrats. Uh, it, successful season. I, I would say, I don't know if you go, well, we only won nine games or, you know, what, what is successful to you having won a Super Bowl? But given what you took over and what you did and how formidable you were, that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, and it was uh, a lot of hard work in the offseason, laying the foundation with the guys. But, you know, their their determination, you saw it this season with this team. We we lost five games in the month of October. In fact, we lost every game in October this year. And it would have been easy for us to, you know, really go in the tank and, and, uh, and spiral out of control, which I think this organization has done uh, over the course of the last couple of seasons. And our guys didn't do that. You know, they stayed the course. They stayed – uh, they trusted the process that we were, uh, you know, that we were on and, and, and got it done. And uh, so proud of the guys for doing that AFC South champs, you know, again, going from, you know, from last place to, to really first place is, uh, is pretty incredible. It's incredible, you know, a feat for the guys. Have a great off season coach. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. Doug Peterson, Jaguars head coach. Great year. And it may sound strange when I'm asking a coach if, you know, did you have a great season? Because we can look at it because we've seen what the Jags were a year ago. And to get to that point where you have nine wins, you win a dramatic playoff game coming back from 27 points down. You go to Kansas City and you have a chance to make it really, really interesting. They had the fumble inside the five-yard line. But uh, I would say there's a lot of positive things there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. When we come back... Patrick Mahomes' injury, how serious, how will that impact the AFC title game? Right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Marcellus Wiley, our good buddy, making his uh, weekly pit stop and his More To It podcast on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network is a hit around the country. And uh, it's available. It's sports, entertainment, cultural, and he touches on uh, all those different landscapes there. The More To It podcast with Marcellus Wiley, wherever you get your podcast. Marcellus joining us on the program. Let me uh, give you the poll question here. Seton, give the poll question to Marcellus. I'm most concerned about Patrick Mahomes' ankle, Joe Burrow's cockiness, Jalen Hurts' shoulder, or Brock Purdy's inexperience. That's number one, uh, because that's tangible. That's actually physical. You think about Joe Burrow and his confidence or his cockiness. I think that actually leads to charge for these Bengals when they find themselves in dire situations. They lean on Joe Burrow and his impossible mentality of I can conquer all. Uh, you talk about the shoulder injury we had with Jalen Hurts. He's been through that before. I think he's learned how to recover from that. Brock Purdy's in an interesting place. He's in a place where he doesn't know the magnitude of the moment as much as everyone is advertising it to him. So in those moments, before you get to really recalibrate, before you have an offseason to exhale, before defenses have an offseason to game plan against you, you're still just going to ride that wave. But Patrick Mahomes is coming into this game compromised mentally and physically. He knows he's not going to be in the same situation he was last week with the adrenaline flowing the needle poking into the ankle to give him that great medicine, all of that's going to change for Mahomes. I also wonder, because so much of the game is reactionary, that now he's got to think when he is maybe going to have to escape the pocket. He might have to almost recalibrate in the moment to say, I can't, I can't do that or I shouldn't do that. Athletes normally don't play that way. 
Yeah, the best athlete is mindless. The glow, the zone, when you're not thinking through it, it's all instinct. And when you're compromised and you're going through the work week, the toughest part is you're always going to give yourself a physical exam. So you get out of bed, you put your ankle down. Oh, that doesn't feel good. Okay, you go to the kitchen. You're like, all right, Brittany, let me go. Let me try and go to the table. Oh, that doesn't feel good. You go to practice. You're not practicing. And now you're starting to get out of sync with your normal rhythm. And then you get on the game field, even after the injections, even after you get all the medicine and you're hyped in the crowd, you're still thinking about your ankle every single step. So that's a different athlete. That's a slower athlete, a guy who's not in the zone. So Patrick Mahomes certainly will be compromised. The game plan will have to be edited. All things will change just because of that ankle. And this is a Bengals defense that a lot of people haven't uh spotlighted but you've already contained Josh Allen so you've contained a a you know a running quarterback or a quarterback who can run uh how do they approach Patrick Mahomes if you were a defensive player playing against Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl on the line you go for a tackle how do you tackle him <laughs> do you do anything that might be bordering on Oh, uh, it wouldn't border. It would cross the border. Absolutely. You got to build a wall because I'm crossing this border. Really? I am trying to. Oh, of course. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I get Patrick Mahomes out this game. I got Chad Henney. No disrespect, but not the same amount of respect. That's the difference. First, your first point was great. The Cincinnati Bengals defense did not get its proper due last postseason when they really carried this team to that Super Bowl appearance. They were the real MVP when Joe Burrow was kind of riding a roller coaster in the postseason. Once again, that defense shows up as well. So now you go against Patrick Mahomes and you know he's not mobile. He's limited. And it's impossible for you to fear something you don't respect. And guess what? I don't respect that Patrick Mahomes can test us right now. I don't respect that Patrick Mahomes is going to get outside his pocket and do damage. So now we don't fear that. So now our game plan gets to now shrink their offense to just what are you going to do in the running game? What are you going to do in the quick passing game? Because you're not going to let them go three, five, seven step drop. You're going to have them in shotgun, dink, dunk, and hopefully air it out here and there. All of that plays into the hands of the Cincinnati Bengals. What a defense that is playing at a Super Bowl level. If Joe Burrow wins this game in Kansas City, now we might put an asterisk by it if Mahomes isn't completely healthy, but does he leapfrog? Does he, who does he leapfrog in the uh, quarterback list, if anybody? Um, he, he's ahead of Justin Herbert already, just because of postseason success. Let's just go there. Even though I like Herbert better as a quarterback, I digress. Uh, Josh Allen, watch your back. Josh Allen, look out. Because now you're going to see a Joe Burrow who's been to two Super Bowls, regardless of winning them. He's been to two Super Bowls where Josh Allen, with all of his talent and all of his tangibles and everything he does for that offense and for the Buffalo team, where's your Super Bowl appearance? And Joe Burrow coming off that collegiate career, that perfect last season, he was already riding that wave. And his intangibles line up with a Tom Brady, just a different display of them because he is greater than a sum of his parts. You can add up Joe Burrow as a scout and say, okay, I give him a 90 grade. But somehow, some way, he goes on the field and gives you a 95. And that's why you look at his intangibles. They relate to a Tom Brady, who is someone who's going to play better than all the things that they have going adding up.
Sometimes we look at the quarterbacking position. You go, well, that guy wouldn't win the punt, pass, and kick contest. And and yeah. and Josh Allen would win the punt, pass, and kick. Uh, or Justin Herbert, Mike. Joe Burrow's not going to. I want you to react to this. Marvin, would you play the Jim Gray question to Tom Brady about his future? Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. Okay, so uh, it, is he being cranky? Is he being serious? Is he like, I, mm. how did, what's the context of that answer? Uh, my grandmother used to say, the way you go in is the way you're going to go out. And what that means is Tom Brady was a six-round pick, number 199. And no one gave a damn about how long Tom Brady was going to play. Nobody even gave a damn about if Tom Brady was going to play into the sixth round, right? So you always have that in your ticker. And then when you get to a place where everyone is clamoring for your every word, your every moment, your every move, you can never negotiate that feeling out of your life. So when you get to this place where you truly don't know and you've been bombarded with the same question every single day, you go back to the beginning. You go back to the foundation, which is, dude, you didn't give a damn and check for me then. So why the hell are you checking for me now? And it comes out as cranky. But Tom Brady is really in a place of indifference. He does not know. He knows the positives, but he's also smart enough to calculate the negatives of returning potential impact to legacy, potential impact in terms of injury and how it's going to display in his family life. This is a different Tom Brady existence. So I wouldn't call it cranky. I'll just tell everyone that Tom Brady's a little bit tired of you checking on him when you didn't check on him in the beginning. Do you have any problem with the Cowboys Twitter site saying Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice and the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds? It's still up on the Cowboys Twitter page. Yeah, I do have a problem with it. Um, the friendly fire of it all. Like, you know, you're going to highlight my indiscretions, my issues on the field, knowing that this is the ultimate team game and knowing that what you're really trying to do is trying to get cover for what the Dallas Cowboys reputation has been for the last 25 plus years, which is no postseason success. So now you're going to use me as the poster child for something that is greater than me. Not only in the moment is it greater than me, if Tony Pollard plays that entire game, I'm here to tell you guys that the Dallas Cowboys advanced in that game just because every time he gets the ball, it could be instant six. Now, you put it all on Dak and obviously the turnovers, but still, if you're Dak Prescott, you have to feel like this is coming from higher than the social media department. Sometimes in the organization, they're disconnected. Sometimes they're taking their marching orders from someone higher. If I were Dak, I would feel like Jerry Jones had his hand in this. I would feel like someone of a senior level of executive had their hand in this. And that will make me feel really uncomfortable. Well, I don't know what is odder, you know, the fact that it was posted or the fact that it's still up there. Because if Jerry Jones wanted this down, it would be down. Correct? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. You think about it. One, did it get to Jerry Jones yet? Like some things, you know, first of all, if you got billions and billions of dollars, are you paying attention to all these things? Are your handlers coming to you and telling you, hey, man, you know, there's some noise out there about this. And who doesn't survive better and love and thrive in the noise more than Jerry Jones? That said, it does seem like it's a conspiracy. It does seem like it's connected to higher authority, Mm. which is trying to send a message to that. On the podcast this week, uh, why Shannon Sharp held court courtside against the uh, the Grizzlies? Um, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't right. Oh, but right, it was dead wrong. Uh, like the, the the worst part of it all is this. Shannon Sharp, I played against Shannon Sharp. He gave me the business my rookie year. That's when they won their back-to-back Super Bowls in Denver. I remember him holding me and laughing at me and giving me life lessons <laughs> during the play. He literally said, hey, this game is about M&Ms, money and memories, young man. You'll learn it. I'm like, let me go. I'll figure that out later, right? So I got lots of love for Shannon Sharp. But he's been on that field. He's been in the heat of battle. And he's heard the hecklers. He's seen the hecklers. And not once has he ever said, let me jump in the third row and see what's up. So why would you now flip that on Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies premeditated, show up to the actual game courtside, and think that they're going to cross that line when you never cross that line. It just seemed like it was a traveling circus. Like, you know, we have this element in media now where we're trying to go viral at any cost. And it just felt like that was one of those moments that was so, like, lacking authenticity. And it just seemed like it was thirsting for attention. He since apologized yesterday. Smart. Smart. Yeah. But how would that have played out if – Dylan Brooks went over there. Oh, nobody broke it up. Or Steve, oh, oh. Steven Adams. There you go. Now you're talking. Now, if Dylan Brooks went over there, it'd be Shannon Sharp 1, Dylan Brooks, and Grizzly 0. But when Aquaman <laughs> shows up, when Steven a- seven-foot Aquaman shows up, we got problems. And Steven Adams, if everyone watches that video one more time, watch the security guard that goes to St- Steven Adams first. He got put in the washing machine. Yes. Like, Steven Adams, like, just, like, move, man. But you know this is the thing. No one wants to throw hands. No one's out there to fight. It serves no one's greater good to fight. So therefore, all of the wolf tickets that are being sold and come here and what? <laughs> F you. It's like, dog, we are grown men with lots of commas on our checks. Why are you acting like this and broadcasting this to the world? Sometimes we look at uh, a football player and we go, man, that guy's big. And then you see Shaq. And then you go, no, no, that's big. Like a basketball player is big. Yes. Football players yeah. can be jacked, but, you know, you look at some of these basketball players and it's like, Yao Ming, now that's mm. a big man. Yeah, and he has the levers to reach you from across the court, right? <laughs> that's the thing. So you look at Shannon Sharp, he's he's muscular. I mean, he's yoked up. Those are big muscles. But Shaq, Steven Adams, those are big mammals. Like, you got to look out for those dudes, man. They come at you. It's going to be a whole different game plan. The podcast is more to it, and it's available on danpatrick.com. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, you, uh, you're going you're gonna to pick your Super Bowl teams. You're going to talk about the uh, Mark, uh, the Marcellus Wiley curse and a few other things on the podcast this week. Uh, did all your former teams lose this weekend? 
Oh, whatever. Stop smiling. <laughs> hey, like, like I said, when I played, everyone's like, where's your Super Bowl championship? Where's your playoff success? I said, I had bad teammates. That's all I can say. <laughs> and now I guess I had bad organizations because we can't even win when I'm not on the field. It's crazy. Uh, if you're handling the bills, though, you got big issues and or small issues. Big issues, big issues, bigger than being advertised because Brian Daybowl left. And when he left, he took some of the punch from this offense. They just put it all on Josh Allen, leading rusher almost every week. Josh Allen. Oh, it's fine because Josh Allen is amazing. The problem is when you get to the playoffs, no one allows you to go plan A. It's all plan B. Where's your curveball, not your fastball? And that's the problem with this offense right now. McDermott's a great coach, but I think him being defensive-minded, he needs another day ball in there or else things are going to be ugly. Thank you, Marcellus. Have a great week. All right. Appreciate you, Dan. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I didn't I mean, even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. 
like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. He's the Hall of Famer, Bill Walton, and uh, it's called Throw It Down with Bill. How would Bill Walton say this, Seton? Throw it down. Throw it down. Throw it down. Down, big man. Throw it down. Please, I came here to see somebody throw it down and all their shooting jumpers out there. Let's go. So Dan Patrick, our hero, the standard of excellence, the search for perfection. Yeah, it all comes to be. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. Uh, yeah, Seton's been working on his Bill Walton impersonation. Um, you want to give us give us a little Grateful Dead feel here. Wake now, Dan, and discover that you are the song the morning brings, recognizing <laughs> that everything has led up to this day, and yet it's a day unlike any other that's ever been. We will survive. We will get by. Get up. Get off. Get out the door, my friends. And throw it down. Throw it down, big man. Get up, get on, get out the door. <laughs> There's a fire on the mountain. We had the volcano stoker last night. Jason Benetti, Tim Sullivan did a remarkable job. The whole team was over the top. Dome Productions in conjunction with the NBA. But I just want to know if Seton, is that is that the Seton for Seton Hall? And was he using chat GPT to come up with that script? <laughs> That is that is uh, Seton for Seton Hall, as a matter of fact. Yeah, my dad went there. Well, fantastic. You're like Bobby Hurley there, naming his children Cameron. And... That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but Seton didn't get into Seton Hall. Really? <laughs> you know, my son would be named uh, Mountaineer. <laughs> yeah, he went to West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm named Bill. I'm named, I'm named after my dad. And my dad was the greatest dad ever. He had zero interest in sports. I never talked sports with him. I never watched sports with him. I never played sports with him. But I let him down. I let him down because I was 23 when we had our first child, Adam, who was here yesterday, lived up the street. And my dad, I'm the third. And my dad wanted a fourth. And I was not old enough. I was not mature enough to want to burden one of our children with mining. Oh. And then the other time was when the end of the line for my dad, and I was running the show there for everybody and everything, because we just lived 10 minutes away from my parents' home. And my dad was in and out of the hospital a lot at the very end, he was 83 years old. And he kept telling me, Bill, I don't want to die in the hospital. I don't want to die in the hospital. And so we were always calling 911. They were all our friends. It all grew up a very close community where I come from. And so the paramedics were always there in and out, taking my dad back and forth to the hospital. And this one time, I mean, I was there and we called 911. And my dad said, Bill, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to die in the hospital. I thought we could still save him. They put him in the ambulance. I had the ambulance door and he's looking at me and he's got tears in his eyes. And he said, I don't want to go to the hospital, Bill. But I closed the door. No. The ambulance went off. I followed it to the hospital and he never got out. And it was something that I wish I had known better. When my mom passed uh, a year ago, uh, 
I knew better. I, you know, I, I was just in my early 50s when my dad passed. So it was not 19 years ago. How you doing, Dan? I'm, let's, let's cheer it up a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, let's pick this thing up. Let's throw it down one time. Uh, if you didn't go to UCLA, where were you going? UCLA. There was no second choice. No second choice. And I'm reading a brilliant book right now. I know you're a reader and, and you love books and knowledge and everything. One of my teammates, the winningest player in the history of college basketball, Larry Farmer, got a brand new book out, Santa Monica Press. It's called The Role of a Lifetime. And Larry's experience was totally different than mine. And although in many ways it was totally similar. Because we played for the same coach, we were. He was the starter for two years on on our first two championships there, undefeated, uh, never lost a game with Larry in the starting lineup there. And he played with Sidney Wicks in the in his sophomore year, th- an era of three years of college basketball. And it, it's just a beautiful read, and it's a fun, upbeat, happy book. And all the different things that went down and the way that Larry's able to turn the phrase to, to, to make it so real, so inviting, so enveloping, which was what UCLA was all about. And so many spectacular people. And yes, we had John Wooden as great a coach as there's ever been, but we also had JD Morgan as great an athletic director as there's ever been. We had Chancellor Young, who was the chancellor at UCLA for 29 years. I mean, that's a job that just chews people up and spits <laughs> them out in public education. And then we had Ducky Drake. Lucky Drake got there in 1923 and he died in 1988. And I can't even do the math anymore. I think that's 65 years, but uh, he he was the trainer. He was the track coach. He was Rayford Johnson and CK Yang's coach. But he was the, the conduit that was, that understood young people's problems and was able to be the sounding board and and be the buffer between Chancellor Young, uh, J.D. Morgan, John Wooden, and all the players. Well, it, was, it was a phenomenal experience for me. I wish it had lasted forever. What would you have made with name, image, and likeness at UCLA? Uh, I was doing a show one time <laughs> with Kareem, and, and we got to the Q&A, and, and they asked Kareem, and, you know, we always defer to to Kareem, you know, the, the greatest player I ever played against, the standard of excellence. And so we'll, we'll get to Kareem and his records and and LeBron in a moment. But we're sitting there and it goes to the Q&A. And, and they said, Kareem, if you had played in the, in the era of NIL, what would you have made? And he looked at me and, and, and he looked back at the crowd and he said, Europe. and and then he looked over at me and he said and Bill would have got South America (laughs) and so as I was watching LeBron's game the other night I mean just his last game uh, I I don't know exactly when they're playing again but I saw him play against the Blazers I was prepping for uh, throw it down Spurs at Blazers and I'm watching this guy and you know it was I think it was 20 years ago, well, maybe even more when he first started at St. Mary's, St. Vincent's. And we went over there and into Cleveland State and did that first game when he was in high school. We did a second game when he was in uh, at playing at Poly Pavilion because it was it was so spectacular when he was 18 years old. And now here he is. I believe he's 38 now. And what he was doing in that game at 38 years old, he is not backing into this record. No. I mean, th- this is a staggering accomplishment of everything. But did and you think Kareem's record would ever be broached? You always think that. 
I mean, I was there when Wilt was setting all his records, right? And then Kareem starts catching him, right? And, and, and Wilt was fantastic. And uh, Wilt was a huge influence in my life. I've been the luckiest guy in the world. And so when Kareem was coming up, on, and, and Wilt would get super mad in my early days of broadcasting for the Clippers when I would talk about Wilt's records. This was, you know, in, in the 90s, and early 90s, and 33 years ago now. And, and I would uh, always refer to it, uh, you know, as uh, uh, when Wilt would miss 5,000 free throws in his career. <laughs> and and Will, would, Will would call me up and say, hey, Billy, don't talk about that. If, if I thought that was important, I would have made him. <laughs> uh, then when Kareem was coming to pass him and, and, and break his records, uh, Will, you know, he, he would say to all of us, and, and these were, you know, personal conversations, Jack, because Will was just an incredible human being. He was a combination, personality-wise, of Magic Johnson and Santa Claus. And so when you would ask when you, you know, when you would be talking and Kareem was coming up and the level of skill, talent, dedication, determination, durability that it takes to do something like that is just off the charts indescribable. And so as Kareem is, you know, inching up and going to get there and I was watching the game when Kareem swung the sky hook in Mark Eaton's face and hit it in Las Vegas. And, and so Wilt would say, Billy, if... If I thought anybody was ever going to break my records, <laughs> I just would have doubled them up. <laughs> because, you know, in those days, a lengthy career was 10, 12, a dozen years, yeah. 13 years. And, you know, today's players, this is to take nothing away from today's players. These guys are spectacular. The level of physical fitness. And, it's one of the things that just blows me away about LeBron is that here he is, 38, and he is still the most active guy in the game. And he is running so fast and attacking the rim and throwing it down. And then he shoots jumpers. And when I watch LeBron, I, I, I can never figure out what the best part of his game is. I mean, here's a guy who, you know, who, who in any particular moment, any particular game, any particular event, he can be the best shooter, the best passer, the best dribbler, the best rebounder, the best defender, and uh, the, the best shot blocker, the best screener, the best decoy. He can do everything out there, and he's still doing it as well, if not better than anybody else. In the game at Portland on Sunday night, which the Lakers started off with a 14-point lead in the early moments, and then they were behind by 25 points at halftime. And so I kind of drifted away to something else. And then I, you know, I keep looking at my phone, all falling in the stores every night. And then I see it's a game again. And then the Lakers win it going away. And now they got Rui Hachimura. Yep. So it's like, wow, anything is possible. In, in, in the NBA today, if you win four games in a row, you're skyrocketing up the standings because everybody is so bunched in and, and nothing's been determined yet. But is there too much scoring, Bill? It's almost like uh, baseball where there's too many home runs and there's too many three-pointers. No, it's fine. It's what the rules are. And the, the scientists, and, and this was Mike D'Antoni who saved basketball. Would the game be better if we removed the three-point line? No. 
Uh, I love the three-point line. And it, it was so fantastic. I, I remember one night we were playing. You know, in the, in the early days of the three-pointer, we started in 79, and, and, and rest in peace, Chris Ford, who yeah. just passed away, made the first three-pointer. And so we're playing in the Boston Garden. And, you know, I'm not really playing. I'm sitting on the bench cheering for Larry and Kevin and Chief and DJ and Danny. And Larry's having a monster game monster game and in the Boston Garden is just rocking it's against the Knicks and Hubie Brown is coaching and Patrick Ewing and, and, and Bernard King and all these guys right an excellent excellent team but certainly not the Boston Celtics with Larry Bird and Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale and DJ and Danny and the second string that we had and the crowd is going crazy Larry 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 MVP I mean the scoreboard is shaking right and Hubie, who was the coach of the Knicks at the time, now Hubie, as the broadcaster at 89, and, and really ever since he became the broadcaster, has been the model of decorum. Right? But when he was the coach, I mean, he was a firebrand over there, and he loved to yell at his own players. And when that didn't work, he started yelling at us, the other team. And so Larry's making three after three, and, 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 and the ball rolls out of bounds right to Hubie Brown, who picks up the ball, and normally you just throw it back to the ref. And Larry comes running over there because he doesn't want the game to stop, right? And, and, and Hubie won't give Larry the ball, right? And, and Larry's like, trying to grab it and the ref comes over what's going on here and the crowd is just stunned and everything and finally Larry you know does get a hold of the ball but Hubie still won't give it up the referee comes in separates him and <laughs> and L Hubie looks at Larry and says oh yeah bird yeah you think you're so good making all these threes and firing this crowd up here and torching the Knicks here on a Friday night in the Boston Garden. You think you're so good, Bert, making all these threes. Let's see you bank one of those threes in. And Larry looked at like like Al Pacino from Taxi Driver. I, I, I hope I got it. Al and Robert De Niro. I, De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. De Niro. De Niro. Okay, yeah. it was Robert De Niro for taxi. <laughs> and he, Larry looks at Hubie like he's the taxi driver, right? He says, you, you're talking to me. But Larry just, who was already so on fire, he grabs the ball from the ref, throws it in, gets it right back, right in front of Hubie, like a, a foot from the sideline where the coaches stand, right? Looks at Hubie and banks in a three. <laughs> and then he spends the rest of the game banking in every three. <laughs> every time you just glare over at Hubie, you're looking at me, you're talking to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the, the, the NBA uh... today is, is superb. These players, these players are staggeringly fit. These players are staggeringly skilled. I mean, the dribbling, the passing, the shooting, the rebounding, and, and it's just, they're all so gifted, you know, and with with the selection of the players and the development and what BAL, what the Africa Initiative is between the, the NBA Academy, the BAL, and, and, and Basketball Without Borders, which is, you know, these are global things, but right now, 25% of the NBA 25% is international players. Fantastic. And David Stern, you know, he's responsible for that. What we all did going around the world, teaching the game of basketball in the 90s. Our basketball, you know, they had the business guys, the marketing guys, the media guys, the organization guys. But the basketball team was Jack Ramsey, Hubie Brown, Calvin Murphy, and me. And we got to go everywhere once a month for a week. And it was just absolutely fantastic. And now you've got play, players like Dirk Nowitzki, and you've got players like Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili from all over the world, and Boris Diaw, and, you know, the, the, 
the globalization has been absolutely fantastic. And then, and the money, I mean, can David Stern took a game and turned it into a business, a business that's now generating $10 billion a year. And, you know, our guests last night, Phil Knight, we had Dr. J, Phil Knight, and Adam Sandler, and they were all just brilliant. But as David Stern, the most important man in the history of all basketball, never took a shot, but he made the game into a business. And then Phil Knight, the most important man in the history of all sports, because he did that for all sports. And Nike by itself makes more money every year than the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, hockey, and the NCAA combined. And, and, and it's just incredible what, what they've been able to do, the, the, the business, the growth. You look back at the numbers and, and the skyrocketing graphs, the hockey stick graph, and it's just phenomenal. And we're so grateful. We're so happy. He is uh, Bill Walton, the Hall of Famer. It's called Throw It Down with Bill Walton. It streams exclusively on NBA League Pass. The uh, next matchup is Raptors Suns. That'll be Monday night. In the desert. Let's go. (laughs) Hey, it's it's great to see you. I'm glad you're doing well. I love Dan Patrick. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your patience. Yes. Thank you. Seton, do you want to say goodbye to Bill Walton as Bill Walton? Mr. Walton, we just keep on rolling. Just a mile to go. <laughs> Roll away the dew. Yeah. <laughs> if my words did glow like the gold of sunshine. Thank you. There's well triple in still water where there is no pebble tossed nor wind to blow. Thank, thank you for thank having you. me. Thank you for your patience. Thank, thank you for you, my life. That is you, Bill Walton, Hall of Famer. <laughs> He's the best, man. Hall of Famer. I love him. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.